Welcome back in. Bill Michaels show on the air. Hanging in there today. I got two hours to go. The voice just needs to stick around for two more hours. That's it. That's it. And we'll be good. We'll be good. Uh, 877-867-1670. It is time now as the fantasy football postseason is now underway. We bring in our guy, Paul Charchi. And Charge, how you doing, pal? I, I'll be honest. I It's kind of sexy, Bill. <laughs> I'm kind of digging it. You are so secure. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, you know, I can say that and I feel good about it. I, you know, yeah. it's kind of working okay. for me right now. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of a moment right here on the air. I like yeah, that. It, I oh, like I'm, that. I'm tingly. Yeah. Okay. Can't say <laughs> oh, where. <laughs> oh, charge. I love you like a third cousin. No doubt. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, you, there's, you know, fantasy, this is a po- uh, postseason, obviously getting underway. You've got yeah. a lot of, a lot of different, you know, there's so many guys and so many quarterbacks that are down and people are now scrambling as they get into the postseason because if your quarterback's gone down or if your receiver's gone down, you're looking for that one pickup, somebody you may be able to grab or get where you want to start. Because I, you know, like on my, I, I got another fantasy team with a buddy of mine and like every quarterback we have has now gone down. So yeah. he scrambled, he finally went back and was able to trade for Jordan Love. Uh, who we're hoping has a big game this week. But then again, he's got all his wide receivers are pretty much banged up. That's the way the season is gone. I hear him. Uh, and speaking of love, I've got him in, in my guillotine, one of my guillotine leagues that, um, that I'm still alive in, Bill. I'm starting Jordan Love over Patrick Mahomes. Jordan Love over Patrick Mahomes. Well, considering what Patrick Mahomes has done the last few weeks and the drops that have taken place uh-huh. and the inability to get the ball downfield, yeah, I can see it. I, I think, you know, it's just, it's, if I had started Jordan Love every week for the past eight weeks, instead of Patrick Mahomes, I don't have it in front of me. I'm guessing five out of the eight weeks I'd have gotten it right. That Love would have outscored Patrick Mahomes. And right now I've got him ranked. I've got Love as quarterback nine. I've got Patrick Mahomes as quarterback 14. I mean, you know, and sometimes you just, you know, I, at some point you just can't keep starting a guy because his name is Patrick Mahomes. You, at some point right. you have to look at the bigger picture of what this all is. And yes, Jordan Love had a bad Monday night game. Don't care. Bucks are the perfect recipe for the bounce back game. They rank 31st in passing yards allowed. They're 28th in fantasy points allowed. Bucks rank 27th in coverage by pro football focus. Um, and they've given up a league high six quarterback rushing touchdowns and I can see a scenario here where Jordan Love ends up scooting one in and maybe even you know maybe from up close you know we don't know what the status is on and you know we don't know what's going on with Dylan and Jones yet it's still early so yeah I just you know I'm a little bit worried that the receivers aren't going to be healthy for this one but um you know if we're going to get on the extra day if that gets us Reed uh Christian Watson i I think love's going to be, I think love's yeah. going to be the right play here. I think the bounce back is coming. What do you think? Are you with me on this or am I, I, I overthinking I, it? Nope. I said exactly the same thing today. I started my show up by saying, I think today, I think this week is a bounce back week. I think he mm-hmm. realized a couple of things about the hops at the top of his drop. I think I, he saw what he did wrong in some of the passes that he threw early on in that contest, but he still brought his team back and was able to throw that touchdown to Malik Heath. So I, I think he'll have a bounce back week. Now to me, two things are going to be vital. One is, 
Tucker Craft, obviously, and if you get Aaron Jones back. You get Aaron Jones back, that opens things up because the run game becomes viable then. And I don't think they wanted to play Jones last week on that turf at MetLife. I think they wanted him to come back for this game, Mm -hmm. back at home. So if he gets his run game back, I think that opens things up too. It would help. Tampa's a good run defense, and I think, you know, and what I think we've learned about Jones is maybe the days of Jones – piling up big, uh, you know, carry numbers, maybe those are over. I mean, every time they've tried to give Jones a lot of work, he just breaks back down again. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but still, I'll take 12 Aaron Jones carries over, you know, whatever, 12 for Dylan or eight for Dylan or 20 for Dylan. So, and I don't even know if he's going to go either, right? He's got the groin and the thumb. So, yeah, just, you know, let's get some people healthy. Let's get Jordan Love back on a good game. I think the bounce back's coming and I, We'll find out. Maybe it's the chopping block for me for screwing this up, and I'll be looking back going, well, why did you moron? You sat Patrick Mahomes. But just the reality is that's I think that's where Mahomes is, and he's got a far tougher matchup with New England. And I know I've had a lot of people that have asked me about different quarterbacks because their quarterbacks are banged up. Two guys, Flacco and Brownie. Both of those guys, yeah. can they be starters? Because I, I think you got to talk about some of these guys that have backed up and actually played pretty well. Oh, Browning's been a shocking story. Let's start with uh, Flacco, though. I mean, here's the, the amazing thing on Flacco to me. Here he is. Three weeks ago, he's on his couch. They insert him in, and he looks like a more natural fit in that offense than any of the guys who had been there all year. Yeah. You know, you know whether it was Watson or uh, DTR or P.J. Walker or whoever, you know, all those guys, it never felt like a real rhythm in that Cleveland offense until now. Joe Flacco, uh, two starts, five touchdowns. 565 passing yards for Joe Flacco, but Bears defense so improved. And especially they were good against the run really all year. Their pass defense has completely turned around over the past five weeks. They've given, they're giving up the third fewest passing yards, just 191 per game and 0.8 passing touchdowns per game. 0.8. That's it. The last two quarterbacks to face Chicago through six interceptions. So I, I, I think I think Flacco gets a little bit humbled here. And I'll tell you what, you know, I'm in Minnesota. You're in Green Bay. Anybody who thinks the Bears are out of this division, you're cra- – well, I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Lions are going to win the division. But the Bears are going to be right in this wild card mix, hosing things up for your team and my team. They're going to be a problem. If they beat Cleveland here, their schedule gets ridiculously easy. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, let me – up right now i want to i want to just validate this after this week and cleveland they go arizona atlanta and then the green bay game sunday january 7th that could easily be a winning in game for the playoffs wow yeah and it's scary to see that they've actually climbed back into this thing and justin Fields suddenly looks like a quarterback again mm-hmm. here's one for you and i think this is an interesting question it's the only reason i'm bringing it up Je- trevor lawrence came back which i can't believe he came back and played last week with that bad i know ankle. how about that he was He's, running around on that ankle too right? by the way so i got a question uh paul wants to know should i start for for josh allen for buffalo going up against cowboys or trevor lawrence going up against the ravens he's got both he says he needs to know which one to pick for his playoff game yeah, look, it's at Baltimore. I'm not I'm not taking Trevor Lawrence against Baltimore when I can have Josh no. Allen against Dallas. You know, right. you know, the the Dallas the Dallas pass rush is great. That secondary is just not that good. You know, I know Deron Bland has got all, you know, he's got the whatever, the six interception touchdowns, the pick sixes, yeah. which is amazing. But just as a pure coverage guy, he's not that great. Stefan Diggs against 
a team that doesn't have his brother, Trayvon Diggs, in the backfield, that is a plus matchup. I like I like Josh Allen in this one. He's my number four ranked quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is way down at 15. Just Baltimore humbles basically every opposing quarterback. It's a it's a tough, tough matchup for him. If you don't have a wide receiver named Jaden Reed on your on your lineup, maybe it's a guy you might want to look into because they're using him in different facets now, not only as a pass yeah. catcher, but as a runner. How about that? I, I liken him to Debo Samuel. He doesn't have the body type of Debo Samuel at all. He's like way thinner. So I'm a little surprised they're doing this. But he Jaden Reed's racked up almost 100 rushing yards in the last month. I mean, that, that counts. We we love that stuff. And here he's scoring touchdowns four in the last five weeks, which is great. Coming off a career-high game in targets and catches, which is great as well. Um, and five or more targets in six straight games. I mean, Jaden Reed is a big part of this offense. I mentioned how bad the Tampa secondary is. You're tracking your own injuries. I know that. They may be down cornerback one and cornerback two. You know, they their healthiest cornerback might be something called Zion McCollum. And over the past five weeks, he's pro football focuses 15th lowest graded cornerback in the league. So this could be another nice spot for Jaden Reed. We just need him to enter this uh, enter this healthy. Yeah, I know tonight we got a matchup of teams, you know, obviously no Justin Herbert. You're waiting for Devontae Adams to kind of have that breakout, and I, I got to imagine he's about as unhappy as unhappy gets. Oh, Two yeah. five and eight teams that are still trying in some way, shape, or form to think that they can hang around and do something. There's not – how much is there to watch tonight with interest in this game? This is a bad game. Go get your Christmas shopping done, but we'll, we'll talk about it for a minute. I mean, so out, we already know out. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and two starters from the Raiders' offensive line, out. The guys who might not play, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby may not go in this one. Ooh. I don't think Jacobs is going to go. So, I mean, you know, like all the star talent is basically off the field for this one. Devontae Adams, it's, you know, he finished last week's game and then he got sick. He's got some undisclosed illness. Now, my sources say it's super herpes, but we don't have that confirmed yet. The The team has not announced the the reason. Um, we hope he's going to go. Players almost always suit up when they're just, they have a cold, right? They almost right. always end up playing. Um, right. But it sounds like Aiden O'Connell, that is going to be at the helm. They haven't confirmed that either, by the way, coming off his shutoff law, a shutout loss to the Vikings. He's only, uh, Adams, get this. You know how great Adams has been in the red zone and around the stripe. With Aaron Rodgers, he was an unstoppable scoring juggernaut. This year, these Raiders are throwing to Adams in the red zone on 10% of their passes. Wow. How dumb is that? Yeah. Just absurd. Uh, it is an easy, easy matchup. Chargers defense is terrible. You remember, you just saw the Chargers recently. Right. 28th in wide receiver yards allowed, 27th in wide receiver touchdowns allowed. So Devontae Adams, very, very quiet. If the illness is a factor, Jacoby Myers is a sneaky good start for fantasy. Um, I've moved him way up my rankings after spending more time with this one and learning Adams may not play. So, uh, yeah, take a look at, at uh, Jacoby Myers tonight if you're looking for an angle. You know, Charge, the other thing, and I, I kind of want to bring this up real quick just because, the, you know, it is the Packers, but uh, anything you can gain – out of starting one of the running backs, what is it, Rashad White, uh, the running back for for Tampa Bay, because mm-hmm. the Packers' rush uh, rush defense is terrible. Would that not be like maybe one of those sleeper plays? Well, he's too good to be a sleeper. He's scored in five of the last six games, and they're just they've turned him into a workhorse back. You know, he's averaging twenty carries per game over the last three weeks. 
And that's just the carries. He's chipping in three-ish catches a game as well. He's a he's a mm-hmm. pretty good pass catcher as well. Now, do we know if Quay Walker's going to go in this one? Don't know yet. Don't know yet. Right. I assume yes, but I don't know yet. Yeah, that's. I mean, that would be a factor that could affect uh, that could affect Rashad White for sure. Um, now, he, this is a terrible run blocking offensive line. So you know, I, I don't know that your your squad's going to get steamrolled like it often does. Um, and he's not really a special runner. In fact. He's second worst in yards over expectation uh, by uh, by NFL's next gen stats. So you know, I I like Rashad White this week. He's my number twelve ranked running back, but I don't love him here because it just this is not this is not a great run offense. Um, before I let you go, and I got to ask you, obviously you got quarterback issues up in, in Minnesota. Yeah, is do. the legitimate because like here it's just hey, can you just get to the postseason and learn a little bit, get a little experience, and call it a season. What is the feeling there? Because I had picked the Vikings to win the division at the beginning of the season anyway. Mm, so what yeah. is the feeling? Because I really thought that maybe the Lions go back to being the Lions, and we're starting to see that regression right now. So will the real Lions please stand up? So what is the thought in Minnesota right now? Well, okay, I'm going to answer two ways. One is the Vikings, since Kirk Cousins went down, the Vikings have lost two games, one by one point and one by two points. Overwhelmingly, we feel cheated out of what was goal was looking like an amazing season for this team, where they were gonna they had the tough start with these bad losses early, and it really looked like this team was gonna go on a run with Kirk. And I really believe there's an alternate dimension where he doesn't snap his Achilles, and he's sitting in the MVP conversation right now. And this team hasn't lost a game in seven weeks, so you know there's that. The other part of it is just knowing that. Even if this team cobbles its way into the playoffs, it would take something superhuman to do anything significant in it with Nick Mullins as your presumed starter. The defense is playing great for the Vikings, uh, but that's that's just not going to, you know, sooner or later you have to have functional quarterbacking and that we just don't, we don't know that we've got that yet. Charge, always wisdom. I always appreciate it. And we will talk again next week as things begin to culminate. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's hope your voice has not improved since uh, <laughs> when we talk next week. It's not All right, much buddy. Trouble. I'll All call right. you and bring Thank you, you my friend. Talk to you then. Okay, see you later. That's our buddy Paul Charchian for a couple of minutes uh, joining us on the highlight. Always great to talk to Charge. Always great to talk to him. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got some tickets to give away coming up here shortly, too, for our friends over at Quick Trip. They've got, uh, they've got the, uh, the hockey tournament coming to the Five Star Forum, so we're going to get into that coming up here shortly as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need your window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. 
Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, if you, uh, this time of year, right now, if you haven't, you know, had it, we haven't had bad weather. The deer have kind of slowed down, so hopefully nothing happens to your vehicle. But when the snow flies, the ice hits, hopefully you don't hit a deer or anything like that, or nobody slides into you. But if they do, there's a place to go. It's called uh, One Collision County Line. It's in Menominee Falls. Great place. Great place. That's a place that I took my vehicle. I got hit by another car. And uh, the, the bumper cover was all screwed up in the rear, and the rear quarter panel on the uh, passenger side was all screwed up. The, even the wheel, even the wheel was all, like, you know, black and nasty uh, where the two tires had hit. And they did an amazing, amazing job on it. The lines are perfect. It's, it's back to brand new. I mean, it's back to factory specs and brand new. It's called One Collision County Line. It's, on, uh, it's in Menominee Falls on County Line Road in Menominee Falls. One Collision County Line 262-251-1700. Get a hold of Jim and the gang over there. They do great work. And the best part about it is they text you. As it comes through on your phone and lets you know, hey, today's the day we did this. Today's the day we painted it. Today's the day it's sitting in the, you know, it's drying out. You should be able to pick it up by 3 o'clock tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. It's great. One Collision County Line, Menominee Falls. Again, One Collision County Line, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. And they did a great job working with the insurance companies on that, too. 262-251-1700. 262-251-1700. Again, One Collision County Line in Menominee Falls. They do great, great work. Um, uh, let's see here. Got a lot of different, uh, got a lot of different emails that I wanted to get to before we get to the bottom of the hour. bottom of the hour. We're going to hear from Jordan Love, by the way, just so you know, we're going to hear from Jordan Love. So that's coming up here. This one is from Tom. Tom says, uh, Hey Bill, do you think that Jordan Love has not shown us enough yet? At what point do you believe that he is the guy? I'm simply not there. I'm still not convinced that he's the guy. What do we need to see? I think. I think I want to see bounce back from the bad game against New York. And I want to see what we saw in those four games from Pittsburgh, the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs. I want to see that continue. If you see that, then you're like, okay, I think you've got something here. You know, he's 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 better than average, right? But if you see another game like you saw in New York or two along the way. If you have two bad games out of the next four, I don't know what you have. You know, I don't know what you have. Because six games that are really good, seven if you want to include the Chicago game to start the season off, seven games that are really good in the 17-game season and 10 that are not, that doesn't leave me with a lot of confidence. You know what I mean? If we see... Marked improvement. Like the game against the Giants was a blip. You know, that was just a bad game. Wash it. Move on. And then if you see him play well the next four games, confident, reading the defenses, you know, looking off coverages, putting the ball in, in, in the right place at the right time, then I don't have a problem with it. But if he plays well against Tampa Bay, then turns around and plays poorly against Carolina, plays poorly against Minnesota, and plays okay against Chicago – then, then I don't know. Then I go back to my original thought of I, then it wouldn't be the guy. Or at least they need competition coming in the next season. You know? But I, what I need to see is, is what we saw against the Chargers, against Pittsburgh, against the Lions, and against the Chiefs. I need to see that continue. 
You're allowed to have a bad game. Bad games are bad games. You know the one thing I didn't notice uh, in the game against the Chiefs, Grant? And I specifically was looking for it. What's there that? was one thing I, I didn't notice. I didn't see any, any of those who were coming out of the woodwork to say, uh, we all owe Jordan Love an apology. You owe Christian Watson's family an apology. The I told you so people, none of them. None of them. None of them came out to say, hey, he took a step back. Not, none of them. Not one stepped up to say, hey, you know, because they, they don't mind pointing the finger when he plays well against the Chiefs and the Lions. But not one of them, not one of them showed their face during that game against the Giants. Not one. And I just think it's it's dumb. Like, did he play it well? Is. Okay, we'll talk about it. Did he play poorly? Yep. We'll, we'll talk about it. If you believe that Jordan Love is going to be awesome and, and you want to ride it, great. But that doesn't mean everyone else should right. believe that and ignore what we're seeing. Because so every time Love plays well on the live stream during the postgame show, there's, uh, there's a guy who goes by the name of Bad TV Guy and a couple other guys. <laughs> they never show up. They never show up. They run and hide. Tail between their legs, they run and hide. The only time they show up is if they're right. Otherwise, cowards. Gone. Well, and and bad games are always going to happen. I think the goal right. for this team, and I think we saw this a little bit against the Giants, it is as this team matures, the bad games aren't as bad. Right? We want that floor mm-hmm. to be raised right. a little bit. And I think if Monday night was a bad game, it's still a much better game than the bad games the Packers were having earlier on in the year. So we want to raise the floor. We want to make sure, okay, if this is a bad game, it's not – crater awful terrible and I, they had plenty of chances to win on monday they just couldn't get it done so i think that's progress i look at it as the um i, I what i took away from the game on monday night was it, it was a bad game for three quarters and then jordan love played well he did what he he did what they asked him to do and that was to go win the ball game and he should have won the ball game the defense didn't hold up there under the bargain the only thing i can say is the clock management down the stretch they gave away about 40 seconds that maybe they didn't have to. Maybe a little bit more that they didn't have to. They gave that away. Other than that, I, I appreciated the fact that they grabbed, you know, the moxie and down the field they went and they put the ball in the end zone. And I, I like the fact that they rallied like that. It was a bad game. It was an ugly game. But I liked that there were some bright spots there. Tucker Craft was a bright spot. Jaden Reed was a bright spot. Jordan Love's performance at the end was a bright spot. You know, that, that, that to me, there's some things you could take away, but – you know, all of that. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from Jordan Love when we come back. So when we come back, we're going to hear what he has to say as uh, Mike Clemens caught up with him yesterday, as a matter of fact. So we'll get into that. Hey, uh, I want to remind you, if you're going out this weekend, maybe you just want to take a load off from the shopping, from the Christmas runaround. Um, you know, like I, we don't have anything planned Saturday night. And I told Kristen, I said, what I'd love to do is just go walk the mall, take it easy, listen to the music as you're walking around, maybe do a little shopping. And then head down to Calderon Club after the fact. You know, date night type of thing. Great place for it. Best Italian food you're ever going to have. Calderon Club, 838 Old World, 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. Or San Giorgio, right next door. With the gourmet uh, pizzeria and Napoletana. There's only so many of them in the country, and we have one right here in our own backyard. It's a different style of pizza. It's not your traditional pizza. you got to try it. got to check it out. Calderon Club, San Giorgio, 838 Old World, 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. When we come back, you're going to hear from Jordan Love. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
you still got time. The holiday season is not quite upon us. I mean, it's here. But we're not to Christmas, not to New Year's. And you still have time to get into Master Z's. If you're thinking about a shuffleboard table, dartboard, accessories, pull, maybe something for somebody that has all of that. Check out our friends at Master Z's. Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931. They have got everything. And as they say, you can see it today and get it tomorrow. That's our friends over there at Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. And the bar stools they have over there, I put some of those in my home. They're fantastic. They, they, huge selection. Fantastic, though. But a really, really big selection. Uh, Jordan Love got uh, the media and Mike Clemens and company caught up with him. And this is Jordan Love talking to the media yesterday. Went back and watched the tape. What did you, you think of your footwork in that game? Do you, do you think there are any laxities there? Yeah, I think uh, definitely the footwork is something that I want to clean up. Um, something that, you know, I think I wasn't at my best uh, during that game um, with a couple of throws. Um, just, you know, falling off, not keeping my base, not keeping balance. Um, and, you know, kind of hopping sometimes at the top of my drop. So definitely something I looked at and, um, you know, want to clean up going forward. Was the, uh, was the wind much of a factor? It was just hard to tell way upstairs. Was the wind a factor in that game? Not too much. Not too much. Your guys, no, I don't think uh, I don't think so. I think you know they played pretty soft most of the game. Um, so yeah. When it comes to accuracy, when you throw the ball, play to play, how much does confidence factor into the accuracy of your ball, or or is it just strictly technique and fundamentals? I think it's a lot of things that go into it. I think it's uh, obviously technique, fundamentals. Um, make sure you're doing everything the right way. Um, and then, you know, some part of it is confidence, trust in the receiver, knowing where they're going to be at, um, and obviously seeing the picture right um, from your perspective. So there's a lot of different things that go into it, I think. What is that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of the games in the NFL. You know, they're going to come down to those last couple plays, last couple four minutes of the game. So, um, you know, I think that's just when you got to be at your best. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're, they're a good team. I think they're a good defense. And then, obviously, um, you know, they've won some, some close games like that. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's an area that's grown. Um, you know, I think since training camp, though, Malik's been a player that um, he's been working every day. Um, and you can see he's just been developing and getting better day in and day out. Um, and his confidence has been at an all-time high, you know, since he got here. He just plays really fast, plays confident, um, and he's been making more and more plays. So um, I think just our connection has been something that's been building uh, the more reps he's been getting. Um, and, you know, obviously I want to see some more of that. Was he your first read? On, on the touchdown, or was it you know, the corner was playing kind of inside? So did you kind of recognize that before the snap? Yeah, um, that was kind of a pick aside play. You know, I had two kind of all out answers on that play with Malik on the out, um, and then kind of our all out beater to the right. And yeah, um, just saw the corner inside leverage kind of a little bit off. Um, thought we could still win right there, um, and we're able to do that. Obviously, to the right, you know, the routes Jay Reed kind of they dropped him, came open right there too. But uh, yeah. When he when he has a play like he did the play before, and you know he thinks he's got a touchdown and doesn't finish it, does it ever factor in mind? I want to go back to him 
as quickly as possible? Or is it just this is what the defense is? No, um, for me it's just playing it out, seeing what the defense gives us um, for what we got called and um, just staying true to that, you know, not really factoring in all those little factors that play into it. Um, but, yeah, just staying true to my reads. Jordan, what do you think Tucker's done with this opportunity, you know, these last few weeks to, to kind of grow into more of a bigger role with this offense? Yeah, I mean, I think he's just getting the opportunity and he's, he's, he's taking it running with it. Um, and he's showcasing, obviously, kind of what kind of playmaker he is um, when he gets the ball in his hands. And obviously, he's been doing some really good things in the blocking game as well. Um, but I think it's just the opportunity. Um, obviously, when you get presented an opportunity, it's what are you going to do with it? And he's, he's been doing a really good job. And he's just he's building every day. Every week, he's getting better and better. Um, and now he's just he's going out there. He's making these big-time plays, um, you know, breaking tackles and, and making some explosive things happen when he gets the ball. So he's doing a lot of good things. How's, how's your Thursday and Friday going to be? You're missing two, maybe three of your starting receivers. How's my Thursday and Friday? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things, just trying to let those guys take care of their body, get healthy, um, and try and try and be with us during the week. But um, obviously, just throughout this week, it's it's going to be a little bit of a lighter week. Um, you know, I think we had a walkthrough today, have a walkthrough tomorrow, just kind of let guys get their bodies back. But um, yeah, it'd be important for them to be able to, you know, recover, take this time, rest, stay in the playbook with the mental work, but you know, just get your body back, and, and hopefully we'll have them this week. Confidence. You had a run there where it seemed like each week your next game was your best game that you played. When you have a step back like you did Monday, how much does it make it easier to shake off the bounce back for you with the play that you have put on the field recently? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's so many factors that play into it, but um, you know, every week, you know, there's going to be things that's not going to be perfect. You know, obviously, you want to go out there and play your best, um, and I think it's just all about how we respond. You know, how you move on to the next play, move on to the next game. Um, it's all about what we do this week, how we prepare throughout the week, um, and obviously how we come out and play um, Sunday. But, um, you know, I think it's just another opportunity that we get to take it, try and go put our, our best foot forward on Sunday. Uh, but just learn from this last game. Obviously, it wasn't our best. It wasn't my best. But just things to learn from, move on and, and grow and, and build this week. Jordan, we've seen you and offense get off to really hot starts as of recent. What was kind of different? Yeah, and I think uh, it just comes down to execution. Um, I think early on, um, didn't execute plays properly, um, didn't make the most out of some of those opportunities we had, um, and obviously didn't get off the or convert on third downs. Um, so that's the name of the game. But just, I mean, that's one thing that we did in those games that we started fast was able to convert those third downs, those crucial um, ones, and then obviously it led to some longer drives. You know, we put up points in the red zone, but you know, we hurt ourselves by not even you know getting those pass the 50, getting some of those opportunities um, in the red zone. So just converting third downs, starting fast, moving the ball, um, and obviously it comes down to executing. So. Jordan, I know we're way past moral victories now. It's all about real victories. And I know you weren't happy with how you played, but the last three drives to do what you did, I mean, some inexperienced quarterbacks, if they have a tough game, they just keep going down, mm -hmm. right? What, did it, what was your approach during those last three drives? And, and was it important to kind of turn things around to have that now kind of springboarding and moving forward? Yeah, I, I think it was. I mean, I think the mindset going forward, obviously, um, you know, wasn't my best game so far. Um, a lot of things weren't going right. 
Um, and I just kept telling myself, you know, move on, on to the next play, keep that positive mindset that, you know, I'm going to make the next play. Um, and obviously, you know, some things played into it. The defense was able to get us the ball back in a couple of those drives. Because um, even, even when we, you know, had those opportunities, we were able to move it. We didn't capitalize in the red zone when we needed to. Um, you know, missed a couple of those opportunities, I think. And then, but like I said, the defense was able to get us the ball back. And, uh, you know, that last drive, we were able to, you know, finish it, put some points on the board. But obviously, too little, too late. But, you know, I think it's good just to see, you know, the offense be able to finish the drive right there at the end, take the lead back. But um, there's so many things that, you know, just missed opportunities that, you know, would have put the game away earlier. So um, just learning from that, growing from it. But, uh, yeah. Are you good at not lingering on that kind of stuff? Or is that, or even you sometimes with your even kills, you get to Yeah, no, it's something that, you know, I try and work on. Um, you know, I have to, you know, be locked in and telling myself, you know, move on to the next play. Don't don't get frustrated with, you know, some of the turnovers I had and, and just, just overthinking some things after that. So just tell myself to, you know, forget about it, move on, go make that next play. Same thing I, I tell everybody. Um, but I think that's the name of the game because if you just get stuck on that and then, you know, that's when things kind of snowball and goes a little bit downhill. So just trying to do my best to keep calm and move on. Is there a note of you know, on the touchdown to Malik Heath um, that you hit. So on the other side, um, I think it was Romeo and, and Jaden. And they doubled Romeo, right? I have two questions about this. So they doubled Romeo and let um, Jaden go. Do you think that's either an indication that they were more worried about Romeo or were they thinking maybe, oh, Jaden's been going in motion so often that the guy kind of dropped him for that reason? I guess, is it either of those things, or was it just a, you think maybe just a broken coverage? Yeah, I mean, I, it, was, it was all out, and so, you know, they're manned up right there, and I think um, with Romeo running that deeper route, I think they were trying to pass it off maybe, um, and maybe they just didn't communicate it properly, and, and both took Romeo, um, or the, kind of the DB on the outside just maybe thought that's where I might be going with the ball, so I'm not sure, uh, but, you know, it's all out. They're man-to-man -man on those guys, so um, I, I think they were trying to pass it off. Is there a noticeable difference why you guys were able to put that drive together at the end when we've talked about a lot this season, there's those games early in the year where you had those opportunities to, you weren't able to execute the way you did at the end of this one. Was there a noticeable difference why you were able to do that this time? Um, no, I mean, I think guys were just executing right there at the end. I mean, I think we all knew that we weren't playing good enough to that point, but with all that, you know, we still had an opportunity right there to, to go win it. Um, and I think everybody just believed that, that we were going to execute We'll put some points on the board and win that thing right there. So, um, you know, I don't think there was a, a difference, but I think, you know, throughout all those reps we've had, those close games where we just haven't been able to pull it off, I think, you know, we've all learned and grown um, and just focused on those little details right there and how critical, you know, every play becomes at the end of that game and, uh, you know, we were able to execute. And is that because of all the reps you've taken it to now? We've seen that in other games this season. Regardless of we've got your third and fourth receivers in there, you guys, as a team, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think more than anything, this game was just, you know, obviously that belief that, you know, we got to stop. We had some momentum right there with that turnover, and, you know, we, we had to go capitalize on it. We knew that was kind of the last drive of the game, but, um, you know, we weren't even really, we, we got into some no-huddle stuff right there at the end, but, you know, we had a little bit more time that I think it wasn't really a two-minute situation. Um, but, you know, I think it goes back to just how many reps we've had and, and not been able to capitalize in those situations is just understanding how critical all those plays were and how much we had to execute right there. Every, um, not in the lineup, do you see a significant change in the 
Uh, no, I mean, I haven't really noticed too much of a difference when he's not playing. Um, you know, I think they're going to stick to their game plan and do what they do. Um, but, like, just from watching film and then obviously being out there, I, I didn't see too many different coverages, things like that. I think one thing that they try to do is, you know, keep a top on the defense, make sure we didn't get any deep plays behind them. Um, and we're kind of giving us some of those check downs. But, um, yeah, I can't say I've noticed anything. So is it just forcing it then? Do you try to get it down or do you have to just take the play No, yeah, I think it's just taking what the defense gives you. Um, you know, when they're playing like that, they're wanting you to, they're daring you, I think, to, to take some of those shots. And, um, you know, they, they, had, they did a good job just staying on top of things, covering it. So um, didn't really give us the opportunity to take some shots that we wanted to. But when they do that, um, I think we were doing a really good job with check downs. Guys were making people miss, and they were picking up some, some huge gains on some of those check downs. Man up, I understand you got to say it every time, but mm -hmm. where it gets a little bit rough when you're kind of losing this many guys that are important to you. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you, you don't have your best guys out there, it's tough, but um, you know, we've had so many reps with other guys in our offense that um, I'm comfortable, those guys are comfortable, um, and like I said, you know, it is it's really that next man up mentality, but um, obviously it's tough. You always want to have your best guys out there, but things happen, it's football, injuries happen, um, so it's just how do you move on not make excuses about anything and just um, obviously get as comfortable as we can throughout the week with repetition, things like that, um, to make sure we're able to go out there and perform on Sunday. With that in mind, like the, from your perspective, what have you seen from Samoan this year, you know, going, or he might go a couple weeks where he's not even on the roster game day and then mm -hmm. goes into a game and, hey, you're going to get three targets on a, a last-minute drive. Mm -hmm. Like, what has kind of been his mindset just from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, that's the toughest position to be in. Um, you know, throughout the week, you got to stay, do a good job of staying locked in, understanding your job. Um, and obviously, it's one of those game time decisions whether you're going to be out there, be active um, or not. So I think Samari's handled it uh, like a pro. He's been doing a good job about that, um, just staying locked in throughout the week, understanding he might get an opportunity, he might not. And then um, I think he did a good job um, Monday, just when he had the opportunity, he made some big time plays. Um, you know, obviously, I, I missed him on that one in the end zone. I think we had a touchdown right there. But, um, you know, I think. Him personally, he's done a really good job. It's not an easy situation to be in, um, and he's, he's handled it well. Did you, uh, did you underthrow that ball, or should you just pop it out just a second earlier? Uh, are you talking about the go ball yeah. to him? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, there, there was some pressure on my face. I wish, I, looking back on it, I wish you throw it out there a little bit farther. Um, but, you know, the DB was able to make a good play on it. Um, but I don't think I was able to finish the throw exactly how I wanted to. So um, that's what, why it was a little bit short. But, um, yeah. Two more for Jordan. Are there more things you guys can explore with Jaden? I mean, now that he's a threat to carry the ball, you know, and, and all that motion stuff, are there ways you think you can explore to make it more difficult to cover him or, you know, make it seem like he's going to get the ball and not things like that? Um, something you guys are capable of? Yeah, I think there's so many things you can do off of, you know, all the reverses and kind of sweeps we do with Jay Reed that um, I think just adds another layer for the defense to have to think about, have to study throughout the week. Um, and then obviously there's just endless possibilities you can run off of these plays to make things look alike. Um, 
you know, run the sweep sometimes, maybe do some passes off of it. So um, there's a lot of opportunities to kind of keep building that package. Um, but yeah. Jordan, um, from your quarterback's perspective, what's the challenge of facing Winfield depending on where he lines up? Yeah, um, I think he's a really good safety. Um, you know, I think he's done a lot of good things, obviously. Um, he's been playing since he was a rookie. Um, but I think he's a good safety. He, he does a lot of good things just with coverage recognition, understanding the routes, um, and then obviously playing off the quarterback's eyes. And um, he's a guy that is a ball hawk. He wants to jump routes um, and go make plays on the ball. So I think he does a really good job. He's a guy that you, you got to know where he's at, um, and obviously do some things where you're able to look him off. Um, but just knowing where he's at, knowing what he's capable of, um, being aware of that is huge. There you go. That's Jordan Love and talking to the media yesterday. Good stuff. Uh, a lot of insight there, as a matter of fact. So good stuff from Jordan Love and uh, good for Mike Clemens to catch up with him and uh, the media scrum that was yesterday. All right, listen up. Listen up. Our friends at Quick Trip. Now, first of all, Quick Trip, fantastic place. We all know that. And they have got the holiday face-off coming to town. The Badgers, the Bulldogs from Minnesota, Northeastern Huskies, Air Force Falcons, all coming to the Fiserv Forum. Tickets are on sale at HolidayFaceOff.com. However, however, we've got a pair to give away. we got a pair to give away. If you want to go, if you want to go to the Holiday Faceoff, compliments of our friends at Quick Trip, all you got to do right now is call 877-867-1670. The fifth caller, fifth caller right now, 877-867-1670. We will give you a pair of tickets to go check out our friends from Quick Trip and the Holiday Faceoff. And uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, I love the fact that the Wisconsin Badgers are hosting this thing along with Quick Trip down at the Pfizer Forum coming up on December 28th and 29th. December 8th and 29th. Get yourself a nice weekend in Milwaukee. Good stuff to go. And if you're, let's just say you don't get the tickets, okay? And you stop into Quick Trip and you're getting ready for your holiday meal and you want to pick up all the things you need, like the bread, the milk, the eggs, the butter, all that good stuff. Don't forget, potatoes, 99 cents for a five-pound bag. Russet potatoes. They have all kinds of great stuff at Quick Trip. I talk about it all the time because every time I leave town, I always tell you, the one thing I miss so much, other than my family, of course, is coming back home to Quick Trip. Love Quick Trip. Love it. Absolutely. So right now, caller five, all you got to do is give us a shout. We'll get you a pair of tickets to the holiday face-off December 28th and 29th down at the Fiserv Forum. Compliments of our friends at Quick Trip. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho! I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho! Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 
Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show. We continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Give them a shout. Again, PellaWI.com. Whether it's windows, doors, and right now they have 0% financing going on. You get some great deals. And you know, you know, if you're already sitting there thinking to yourself, thank God it's another warm weekend coming up because you're weary of the uh, the bills, then get a hold of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors and say, hey, I need that free in-home consultation, and I can get 0% for quite some time. So give them a shout. 0%. From uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And you can get all the details. Again, go to PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. One thing we have not mentioned, and I I just wanted to mention it, that uh, I know that many of you uh, this morning kind of heard or was reading that the Toronto Blue Jays interested in Christian Yelich, possibly, possibly, as um, one of the outfielders that they may go after. Don't forget, Christian Yelich has a no-trade clause. Mark Atanasio really likes Christian Yelich. I mean, I don't think they're going to go after Christian Yelich uh, just for the fact that Cody Bellinger's on the open market unless he ends up, you know, costing a whole lot more, which I can't believe after only one season, after a couple of bad years, that he's going to all of a sudden bounce back and be the guy that he was during the MVP chase when him and Christian Yelich were battling back and forth. But who knows? And then the question becomes, if you're Matt Arnold and the, and the pot is sweet enough, maybe just to get rid of that salary, would you then trade away Christian Yelich? But uh, that's something that uh, I'm sure that the Brewers are going to be talking about. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. We got a lot more to get to. Another hour. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, going to be joining us coming up here in a little bit. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. 